Good morning, everyone. Aren't you glad to be in God's house today? Yes. Woo! I am too. How many got your Bibles? These are important. These are so important. So important. Let's make the devil nervous. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can have. Says I can have. I can do. I can do. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can do. Says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your Word that this is such an important book, the Bible, because No other book in the world do you watch over to perform, but you watch over your word to perform it. So, Father, we take your word seriously. We put it in our heart that the word of God will go to work in our lives, changing us, transforming us, building us, our faith growing deeper. And, Father, we just look to you for answers and solutions as we go through life. So, Father, today we thank you. Your word goes to work in our midst and in this congregation. And we are blessed for being here and receiving it in Jesus' name. Someone said, Amen. 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 All right. Well, we had an exciting week with our our oldest daughter and her husband in the San Juans and got to see lots of wildlife, lots of fun experiences, and it it was pretty cool. Oh, I know right where to, where oh, to show you're gonna it. Oh, you're going to put it. Okay. I know where to put it. Yeah. All right. So. So we are actually, this, this message is something that was birthed, honestly, out of prayer. And we have marinated on it. We have, we're so excited for what we're going to share. It's called Through It and Over It. I highly suggest you take notes today. Because every one of us in this room, no matter what your age, is going to go through things. And God wants you to also go over things. So, I was uh, doing my Devo. If if you're not doing devotions, I highly encourage you to go back in the information booth. And there's uh, bookmarks with a daily reading plan. And they're broken up into quarters. So we're finishing up the third quarter uh, in September, and then we'll have another bookmark out for the last part of the year. But you don't have to start in January. You can jump in at any time, any place throughout the year and just work your way through the Scriptures. So as I'm doing that, uh, I came across uh, in my, we call them SOAP, S-O-A-P for uh, acronym scripture, scripture scripture reading plan what what scripture stood out to you what do you observe about the scripture how can you apply that to your life and then what is your prayer concerning that scripture god i this is my prayer concerning what i just read and what you really illuminated to me today so we encourage you to read but also have a have some kind of place where you can journal what god is speaking to you so anyway mine was on psalms 107 one and it says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercies endure forever." I think they need to say it. Here we go. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Now let's say it again, like you mean it. <laughs> oh, oh, give, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For his mercy endures forever. I think we got to do it one more time. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Are you saying that online? We're going to say it one more time for you. Okay, say it with us. Here we go. Say it out loud. I don't care where you're watching or how you're listening. Here we go. Oh, oh give, give thanks, thanks to the Lord, for, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. forever. Doesn't that just feel good? Oh, that's an amazing you know, scripture. If, if you don't understand what theology is and the study of, of it's a study of God, I mean, that's that's enough theology right there to get you through the rest of your life. And so God is good, and his mercies endure forever. And the Bible even says that his mercies are new every morning. 
So look for those. Don't look at, ah, oh, man, tomorrow morning, it's Monday. You know, get a new paradigm shift in your mind and go, wake up, it's Monday, and it's I, need, Monday! I need God's mercy for this week, you know. And so God is, wants to be involved in our life. And so I would just, just did my soap on it, and it was just such a powerful reminder of the words that I read in Psalms that God is good. The world may not be, might have trouble in my life and dealing with challenges. Life is unfair sometimes, right? God is good, and his mercies are new. And, yeah, sometimes you can't help but trouble come into our life. Uh, But God is still good. God is still good, and he will get you through that. And some of the biggest challenges of my life I learned personally that God was with me in the middle of my challenges. And How many know troubles can come your way? Okay. But is God still good? How many know that sometimes there's wickedness out there? How many know that? But is God still good? See, you got to get past all that and believe what the Scripture says. Sometimes we get caught up in the changes of life. Sometimes we get caught up in the unfairness of life. Life is going to have, if you haven't, if you're really young in this place and you've never experienced a down, I would, I would highly say even the youngest person in here knows what a bad day looks like. Am I right? No matter what your age, you know that bad days happen. But that doesn't change that God is good and his mercy is there. Whether we messed up or somebody else messed up, his mercy endures forever. You know, it's football season. I'm excited about the game today. Okay, a couple of you. So, uh, it's interesting. It's the Rams. A receiver, a receiver has got to have his arms out to receive the football to score. And, you know, we have to, in the same way, we have to have a spiritual stance where our arms are outstretched to receive God's mercies. Because it's important that we're on God's team when we go through things because God wants to get you through stuff and get over into victory. How many has God gotten you through some stuff? Wow, that's a great-looking crowd. Online, has God ever gotten you through something? Okay, yeah. Amen. So that was just kind of the priming me in my soap for where we're going to go in to our message. And so I want to go to Psalms chapter 18 and verse 29. How many love the Psalms of David? Uh, they're an emotional mixed bag of David sometimes. But it's not just David. It's, David was definitely a melancholy. He, he wrote. He, he wrote a lot. And he wrote, he wrote uh, his most downs of the and Psalms. He yep. wrote most of the Psalms. This is out of the Amplified Classic Version because I like the way it, it talks here. So this is uh, David's last song. Uh, that He's 70 years old here when he wrote this, and he is actually uh, on his dying bed, and he said, wait, 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 I need a pen and a paper. And he wrote something, and let's, let's go for it. Psalms, 120, or Psalms 18, verse 29. You want me to read it? Yeah. For by you... I can run through a troop, and by my God, I can leap over a wall. I'm going to say it again. For by you, I can run through. Everybody say through. God wants to get you through what you're in the middle of. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. He doesn't want to just get you through it. He wants you to get over it. There's a big difference. And David here knows that he's on his last breath, and he said, God has helped me not just get through, but God has helped me get over it. You know, we were really praying and meditating, and at first our message was going to be entitled something about pain. And we're not talking about 
physical pain. We were talking about emotional pain. We were talking about the pain of the heart. We're talking about the pain of a lost one, the pain of life when you're, when you're loved one, you bury them prematurely, the, the pain of a divorce, the pain of, I mean, the list is endless. God wants to not only get you through it, but to be able to leap over it. There's a lot of Christians who have gone through things, but they, they still aren't over it. You know how we know they're not over it? Because they still talk about it. Yeah. In this room and watching online, there's many people who have dealt with severe abuse. God doesn't want to just get you through the abuse. He wants to get you over the abuse. You know how I know if you're over the abuse? If you're still talking about it, you haven't gotten over. You got through it, but you're not over it. David went through a lot in his life. If you are truly reading your Old Testament and you read everything David went through, the bag is amazing. It's a mixed review of everything David went through. He had his highs and he had his lows. But here David says, for by you, by the almighty God, I can run through a troop and by my God, I can leap over a wall. That's a big statement. You know, David's sitting there and he's closing out his life. And uh, this is the song he sings. It's an amazing song. When you think about ending your life, what song are you going to sing? What's your last words going to be? They robbed me, those dirty, rotten scoundrels. My life would have been better if, you know, I should have done that, would have, should have, could have, and all this. David is here uh, at the end of his life, and he opens this up by saying, by him I can. By him I can. I think we all just need to say that. By By him, him, I can. can. You know, the Apostle Paul reverberated those words in, in, uh, through Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, Why don't you write this down for your own study this week? 2 Samuel chapter 22, and specifically verse 30 is where you're going to see him penning this song. By him I can. And so he's, he's closing out his life, and he's reminiscing, and he's going through all the things in, uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 22. He's reminiscing over his whole, whole life and the things he's been through, and, and he's, got a, he's got a note of victory about him because it's not who he is. It's who God is through him. And I think that's the message that we need to get in our heart. It's not about you. It's about who God is in you and through you. And so then at the close of our life, we can not have a song of sorrow, but we can have a song of victory. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what he got me through. I thought I was trapped in. I thought the enemy had surrounded me, but God got me not only through the enemy lines, but he got me over the wall into their citadel. God is a victory serving God. And so so we just need to be on his team. And so David is just reminiscing over his life and he's just thinking about all that he had went through and how much of the time David was in a no-win situation, but God got him through. The life of David is an amazing study to do. Let's, Let's just ask them a few questions about if they know, and if you know anything about the life of David, let's see how you do. Did David have friends? Did David have enemies? <laughs> Did David live in a palace? Did David live in a cave? <laughs> Did David go to the mountains? Did David have to go to the valley? Did David see miracles? Did David see a mess? <laughs> There's some of them like, oh, yeah. You know, David had a mixed bag of days. And why am I bringing that out? Because every one of us 
can have a mixed bag of days. We all want the good days, right? But what happens when you get the phone call that is not lovely? How about when you get the loss that you weren't expecting? We all have the good and we all have the not so good. It's a mixed bag. You know, we have the funny days and we have the not so funny days. So, yeah, this is about when I want to preface our clip. Yeah, yeah. So, on vacation with our daughter and our son-in-law, we had some deep discussions and we had some funny times. One of them happened to be that my husband in the last few months has been really intrigued at following orca whales. Yep, he has. And so he's been following them in the Puget Sound. He knows all the J-pods, the L, I don't know, T-pod. So anyway, he, he, these whales have names. People track them. They know, which, they know how old these whales are. It's not like a random thing. There are people who know this. So my husband's been doing a lot of research. It's been very intriguing to him. And he really wants, we've never seen an orca whale. It's a killer whale. Just mind that. I'm going to put that in there. It is a orca killer whale. So we're in the San Juans, and my husband decides, well, he doesn't decide. He finds out there are orca whales in the San Juans right now. We're going out on the boat, and we're going to find these orca whales. Okay. So my son-in-law has to work uh, at the thing, and the three of us, our daughter and Pastor Greg and I go out to find orca whales. So he's, we're not finding them, so he said, I got an idea. We're going to follow the tour boats. We're our own little tour. So one little tour boat was coming back in. We're like, now what do we do? And we spotted another one. He's like, I see, I see a tour boat going out. We're going to follow. So we're following this tour boat. And the tour boat goes out into the straits. How many know what the straits are? The straits mean you're going to have some waves that are going to, could possibly get a little intense. We're not a big boat. We're a little boat. Put that in there. But the waters were calm, so I said, okay, let's just see a little bit, and if the water's calm, we'll just, we'll just go out a little ways. Well, the waters were calm, so we're following the tour boat. Pretty soon, a a boat from Canada's coming over to the same spot we are. And pretty soon, in the distance, we see the big six-foot six fin come out of the water. Yeah, that's right. It's six feet. And we're like, ah, get the cameras, you know. So we're excited. It's a long ways away, but we are excited. We are tracking. Pretty soon, this little boat comes over to ours that's got the important people on it, and they said, excuse me, I need to let you know there are killer whales in the water. You are not allowed to go within 400 feet of them. They are 400 yards of them. And we said, okay, okay. So we're just following them. They were really nice. We followed them. We followed the tour boats. We're seeing them way far away, but we're seeing the fin, and we can see them in the distance when they start to breach up. So cool. We're just like, ah. So the tour, all of a sudden, the orca whales just, like, didn't come up. They were silent. Found out later they can stay underwater about 15 minutes. Didn't know that then. We assumed they kept going, and the tour boats kept going. The tour boats are a long ways away. My husband stayed back because we needed to put fuel in our boat. He has a big refueling. My husband is on the back of the boat with this ginormous thing, just like this, refueling the boat. And we're just, the motor's killed, obviously, because we're refueling. So I sat down, and I decided I was a little thirsty, so I pulled a Coke Zero out of the, had to get that in, out of the cooler, and I cracked it. How many know what a Coke can cracks? It makes a little noise, right? And it went, whoosh. And my husband said, what was that? I said, it was my Coke can. He goes, that was no Coke can. 
he know dun 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 he no sooner had said that and a six foot fin came up right beside our boat <laughs> and it's now time to see the clip turn the lights off Jack <laughs> it's coming towards us it's Wow is right. Now, you didn't get to see the back end of it. We didn't get to see it either. We found out, we did some research. That, that, that one there is Jack. Jack had a wife and two kids. Jack is 22,000 pounds, just in case you're wondering. Ups and downs of life. I was excited to see him when he was 400 yards away. But I found out I had a little bit of fear in me when he was right there. I was like this. Greg's like, what are we going to do? Because I'm thinking if this guy goes under the boat, we're done. Because 22,000 pounds coming up ain't going to look pretty. And then I found out what they eat. They eat seven seals a day. That's a lot of meat. The ups and downs of life. It was fun. Granted, it was fun. We thought it was cool. But, you know, sometimes there's things, yes, that was scary. That was cool. That was a part of life. But then there's other times when things are scary in a bad way. When you get the bad report. When you find out you've lost your job. Those are kind of things in life where you, ju you just don't want to hear it. When you hear that the marriage is being dissolved and your heart feels like it's in a puddle and you don't know what to do. Have you ever read in the scriptures so-and-so was full of days and then passed away? And so that phrase, full of days, uh, doesn't mean what I thought it meant. You know, he just lived a long life or whatever. Full of days meant... You had good days and you had bad days. You had a full life of bad and you had a full life of good. And so Job was noted as someone who lived uh, a life full of days. David was noted as someone who had lived a life full of days, good days, bad days. And so sometimes... And even failures. Yeah. He had some failures. You know, sometimes we look at our lives and we're like, but I did that to myself. Anybody ever said that? I did that to myself. Boy, nobody wants to raise their hands on that one. Maybe we need to go back to the series in June. <clears throat> Sometimes we do things to ourselves, but we don't want to admit it. I found that out real quick. Nobody wanted to raise their hand. Um, David did some things to himself. He'd been there, he'd done that, he got the t-shirt. He had done the good, he'd done the bad. This was a man that still, God said, is a man after my own heart. And it is amazing. And so he's looking back, and he knows that God got him through some incredible times. How many know God got you through some bad days? And that makes you appreciate the good days, right? And so David, as he's sitting there reminiscing and thinking, uh, is reflecting over his life, his failures and his victories, uh, this is a man who in his father's house was the least likely to succeed. When the prophet came to anoint one of the sons, David was, wasn't even invited to the party. You know, they wanted him out of the house. And so he was the least likely. And he thinks about the victories and the defeats of his life and how God spared him from trials. But God got him through every one. 
And you know, we, we wrote these down. Can I just read off the list of David? So if you don't know much about David, here, here is some of his story. He dealt with sickness. He dealt with tragedy. He dealt with robbery. He dealt with fires. He dealt with a bear attack, a lion attack, a giant attack, the death of friends, a father-in-law trying to kill him, the taking of his wife from him, the death of a son, the raping of his daughter. The betrayal of a son, a moral failure, a criminal offense, a full-fledged scandal, his kingdom overthrown, running for his life and his enemies. And yet, what did he say? God got me through it, and God got me over it. I can't count how many people I have said, have said to me, well, you don't know what it's like as you've never gone through what I've gone through. Like, I don't talk about things, some things. That doesn't mean I've never gone through some things. Because I have allowed God to get me over it. So I don't need to keep rehearsing it. I hope you're hearing me. Because God wants to get you more than just through things. Here is a man, I don't think any of us can compare to what David, what I just read. I mean, that's a lot. Am I, am I right? That's a lot. And that's what David dealt with. And God said David was a man after his own heart. He not only went through stuff, he screwed up too. He had heartache. He had pain, but yet at the end of his life, he's saying, God not only got me through it, but God helped me leap over it. You know, and and I think that's the point of righteousness and the point of communion that we took this morning, that if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus to forgive me, and did Jesus just forgive us partly or did he forgive us wholly? He forgave us, and the thing of righteousness is... Sometimes in our mind, the devil is the accuser of the brethren, and he wants to keep accusing you that you're not worthy, you're a sinner, you're not good enough, you'll never be good enough. But the blood of Jesus wipes that out. And so it's a matter of what are we listening to? Are we listening to the accuser who keeps pointing out flaws and mistakes, or are we listening to our God? Our Savior, who says, my blood is sufficient to cleanse you completely of all the mistakes. That's some powerful stuff. That's why we do communion, to remember the blood is our victory. Jesus paid a high price so we wouldn't just be half in and half out. He wants us all in, and we are clothed in righteousness. And so David, here at the end of his life, before Jesus sacrifice realized it is through Christ. It is through God that got me through stuff and has got me over things. And so in the New Testament, there's a story, incredible story in Luke chapter 17, verse 12 through 19. And it's the story of the 10 lepers. And it's an incredible story. And I've often thought about this story because, well, we'll just read the this portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 12. As he entered the village, Jesus, there ten ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Can you imagine? They asked Jesus for help. Jesus didn't heal them, but as they went... Their healing was manifested on their bodies. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at the feet of Jesus, thanking, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And you got to remember, there was, uh, you know, some social problems there, uh, classes and prejudices. And so Jews and Samaritans didn't mingle. So the fact that Jesus and the Samaritan were hanging out together says a lot right there. But the Samaritan 
was dealing with barriers in his life. The barrier of being in a bad social class, someone plagued with leprosy that had to go, if they went out, they had to tell somebody, I have leprosy, stay away. And so for the most part, they were confined and behind barriers that they weren't allowed to cross. Verse 17, Jesus asks, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go your, uh, and go. Your faith has healed you. And in some, translation, some translations say, you have been made whole. That's powerful stuff. So we see here 10, nine of them were content to just go through it and get over the leprosy. But they didn't go back and they didn't rejoice. They didn't thank See, that when you go through something, do you go back and thank God for getting you through it so that you can be over it? Are you following me? You, there are so many of us here who we get, God gets us through things, but we aren't rejoicing and we aren't thanking God. So we're not completely over it. We got through it. You know, some people are like, by a wing and a prayer, I got through it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you can just barely get through it, or you can not only get through it with God's help, but you can rejoice and thank God and go over a wall and say, I have the victory over that. It isn't a one-time thing in your life. What we're talking about is something that is continual the whole, your whole life. Your whole life, you're going to go through some good, funny scenes like that, and you're going to go through some heartbreaking scenes, and you got to know how to not only get through it with God's help, but get over it. There was a time in my life that there was something that I was involved in that I was totally filled with shame over, and, and I was just plagued with, in the back of my mind, what if all that garbage comes back to haunt me? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know, what if all that comes back? And so I just kept bringing it to God. God, ah, uh, what's going on? So God gave me a plan, and so I followed the plan, and I felt that God made me whole. And what I mean by that, in the battle of my mind, God gave me victory that I was never plagued with the what if that thing comes back. So let me what ask if? you some questions on that. Number one, did God tell you you needed to forgive? Absolutely. Number two, did God tell you you needed to thank him that he got you through it and over it? Absolutely. Can you look back at it now and say that that was a hard thing in your life, but because of that, you've got not only gotten over it, but you've helped many individuals as a result of what you went through. Absolutely. Help somebody else get through. And sometimes we're just happy to get through stuff, but God wants to do more. And I think that's the story of the, the one leper who came back where Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Because I believe that man could go home and re-engage in life and not have PTSD. This thing's going to come back on me. What if? What if this thing's going to happen. And, and not to make light of PTSD and, and the realities of that because of the trauma people have gone through. But there's things, you know, sometimes people will get healed of cancer or, or something. And then, but I think it's going to come back. You know, you, we got to not just get through stuff. God wants to get you over things, to be made whole once and for all. And so, the Lord, uh, David is sitting there on his deathbed, and he's thinking, God got me through some stuff, but he got me over some things. And some of us have gone through some trauma in our childhood, and we've gone through divorces and, and death of loved ones, and it's tough stuff. But God doesn't just want to get you through it. He wants to heal you yes. and have you yes. over it yes. and moving on to greater things and victories that he has for us. You know, when we were studying together, uh, he said something, and it's, it's really quotable. Um, I don't know, guys, if you even 
can put this up on the screen, but I'm going to say it. And if you can jot it, jot down how fast a writer you are. But my husband said this, if God can get you through the enemy's lies and lines, God will get you over the walls and barriers. I'll say it again, because I'm just like, I, I had to ponder that. If God can get you through the enemy's lies, do you know that the enemy lies to you? He tells you things in your mind. How many have worked something up in your mind that wasn't even true? Are you awake? Am I the only one that the enemy will tell me something that isn't true? And before you know it, you've worked something up in your mind. You've done a what if. You've done a, you've done a whole scenario, and it was all just a big lie. Come on. Are you out there? You've worked something up, and it was a lie from the beginning. And then, so he said, if God can get you through the enemy's lies, and he used the word lines, because there, you got to sometimes draw a line. You got to draw, draw a line and say, uh-uh, not, I'm not accepting that. That, there's nothing in that that is true. I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to cross that line. God will get you over the wall and the barriers. Do you know sometimes you see a wall and then on top of the wall there's like wires? God wants you to be able to even jump over that. There are things in life that look impossible. There are things that you face that you go, I don't know how, God. But somehow. No, God wants you to get your joy back that you can get over that wall. Come on. You can get over that wall. You can leap over that wall. God wants you to, David said, I not only got through the lines, I jumped over it because God is that kind of God. Remember, I got to go back to the very first verse. Let's go back to what we started with. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. The 10 lepers, one of them decided to do that. One of the 10 lepers said, I'm going to give thanks where thanks is due because Jesus is good and his mercy endures forever. He didn't just get through leprosy. He got over leprosy. And when he decided to give thanks, that thing wasn't coming back. Whatever you are going through, if you allow the enemy to go, well, what if it ever happens again? Well, what if it does? Who cares? God is going to help you get over it. Good. How many are just thankful for Jesus, for his blood, for saving us? I mean, come on. God is good. God is good. Freedom. Freedom is what we're talking about. David could die in peace because of who God is and what God got him through. Energy. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah that we need to mount up, wait upon the Lord so that we can mount up on eagle's wings. God wants you to soar. The Bible says that we are not just conquerors, but the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Yes. So whatever you're facing today that is heavy, Jesus said, cast that onto me. I don't want you carrying heavy stuff. My burden is light. My load is easy. But sometimes we carry these things that you are never meant to carry. David, in the middle of some difficult, challenging times, he constantly had to remind himself who his God was. And in those heavy circumstances and then life's challenges, who's God in comparison to that challenge you're facing? Who's God, that line that was drawn that you're not supposed to cross, that wall that you're keeping you out? Who's God to you? Is God bigger than that? And so that's what David was reminiscing on. And yes. David, David had some challenging things. And David was part of his problems in life were he was the problem. <laughs> yep. And, you know, David's testimony of being a man after God's own heart is your testimony. If we want to choose, God, I'm in some, I've done some dumb stuff. I've failed. I've sinned. I've made a mess of things. You know, you can still have a heart after God. You're not exempt. 
we got to do some of the things that David did. David failed. He had an affair. Someone died because of his sin. And a baby died as a result. But what did David do? Here's what we need to do. Repent. You know what repentance is? Repentance is just, I made a mistake. How, How many can just own up to your own mistakes? You know, not everybody does that. And if you don't do that, that's called pride. But if you will humble yourself and say, I messed up, Lord, forgive me. And sometimes it's not just asking for forgiveness from God. Sometimes we got to go, you know, I did you wrong. Will you forgive me? Right? David did that. He repented and he asked for forgiveness. And he went back, the Bible says, and David worshiped God. You know, and, and that's the point that the devil doesn't want you to do. You sinned. You have no right to worship God. You are out of his presence. That's not the truth. Because the accuser will say, you're not good enough. Look what you did. But Jesus' blood says, if you will repent, you're more than welcome to come into my presence. That's mercy. That's new for us every day. And that's the mercy that will get you through your own mistakes. That's the mercy that will get you over the walls. David repented, and he went back and worshiped God. The Bible says David fasted, David prayed, and God restored him. How many, how many, there's some areas in your life. God could do some restoration. There's some unfinished business. God's got to get you through. God's got to get you over some stuff. That's the power of the blood of Jesus at work in our lives. I want to go back, guys, in, the, in AVL. I want to go back to Psalms 18, verse 29. For by you, By Jesus, by God the Father, by the Holy Spirit, I can run through a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. I want to see those hands again. You say, pastors, I'm in the middle of going through something. I want to see your hands. There's a lot of you. That's a lot of you. Yeah, you can put them down. God, how many will say, I've already gone through some stuff, and God's been faithful? How many can raise your hand to that? Okay. So what you're telling me is that there are different days. You've gone through some things, and some of you are in the middle of going through some other things. But here's what I want us from the heart of God is can you, this morning, not only get through, say I'm getting through this by God's help, but can you thank him in advance that he's going to help you get over it? Can you thank him in advance that your heart is going to be healed and whole? Can you thank him in advance that what you're in the middle of, there is healing available? Can you do that? We're, I want the band to stand to your feet. I want the band to come back up. We're going to sing here in his presence because that's exactly what we are. We are here in his presence right now. And in his presence, I don't know, some of you probably need to step out of your seat. You need to be up front. Some of you watching online, I don't know what you need to do. Stand to your feet. Do something to show God, I am deciding this morning that I am going to do more than just get through this by the skin of my teeth. I'm going to thank you in advance. I'm going to be the one leper who says, thank you, God. You're not just getting me through this. You're getting me over this. Can we do that this morning? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God.
somebody or several in this room or those watching online maybe you're just falling away from God but today's a day to make God the center of your life I'm going to count to three and on three just want you if you're in this room just raise your hand say yes I want to pray that prayer I want to be reconnected with my Savior I want him to get me through life and get over into victory and it begins with a simple prayer of inviting Jesus into your life. So I'm going to count to three. Pastor John, we just lead people in prayer. One, today's the day to do this. Two, don't put it off. Don't talk yourself out of it. Three, respond. Raise your hand. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And those Thank of you, you watching online. Thank you, Jesus. Those watching online, if you got, raise your hand too. Would you repeat this prayer with me? Everybody in this place, repeat this prayer. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the precious blood. For the precious of blood. Of Jesus. Of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives me. Where I have fallen short. Where I have fallen short. Of your best. Of your best. Where I have sinned. Where I have sinned. Where I have made mistakes. Where I have made mistakes. I thank you. I thank you. That your precious blood. That your precious blood. Forgives me. Forgives me. I don't live in shame. I don't live in shame. Today. Today. I am new. I am new. In Christ. In Christ. Old's passed away. Old has passed away. All has become new. All has become new. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.